Good morning. This is your commentator, Jamil Clark, coming live from Chicago, Illinois. The time is 5.30. It's 41 degrees today in the bloody city. Today's topic, one of three or four that I'm going to get to, is on the eve, excuse me, on the eve of one of the most trying political times in the country, in the inception of this country. Who will lead the ship? The collective world is holding its breath to see. And in black America, this is probably one of the most tumultuous times since Jim Crow. It amazes me that I see so many of my people having so much fun this year, the last four years, just hamming it up. And we're faced with so many pressing problems. We've been under assault from political, social, educational, nutritional, and a myriad of other terrorist acts committed on the black population of not just America, but the world. See, this is what we have to under stretch our understanding. It's a global problem. The suppression of black people is a global agenda that's practiced on all seven continents. But today I want to bring attention to things that have happened to us in our past, and we seem not to understand the full gravity of these situations, which will inevitably have uh, adverse effects in the future of black America. Uh, case in point, uh, the mass murder of black Americans in America has gone on forever with uh, hardly anyone ever being prosecuted for these acts. Uh, I.e. example, Rosewood. Now, uh, also Tulsa, Oklahoma. Now, I'm, I have a theory. Now, when these two places, black people were striving. They were actually thriving. I'm going to take Tulsa, Oklahoma uh, as the first example of what can happen when black people come together collectively and do their thing. Well, down in Tulsa, some of the, uh, was, was really a, was a seminal point in uh, black America and especially in black finance. Uh, the people on Wall Street kept a very close eye on these brothers and sisters and found them to be a threat to their position as global financiers. So they use the old protecting the white womanhood trick. I told you they use the same tricks all the time because they work or they've got away with them in the past. But they use these lies to destroy uh, the whole uh, environment, the whole financial and social fabric and environment of people down there. Um in, in these places, <coughs> excuse me, to suppress their financial power because a lot of white people came to Tulsa with their hat in hand to ask these brothers and sisters for money to continue their uh, endeavors. But uh, how easy we forget here in America. And I, I, I credit this with uh, no one wanting to teach, read, or study the history of these barbarous acts committed against black people in America. So we forget as if they never existed. And see, this is the whole 
uh, onus with uh, uh, information control and informational terrorism is that you can insert, exclude, omit, and um, control it as you see fit, as it as it applies to your agenda. I believe that a people that do not pay attention to the lessons of the past are that much closer to repeating them. But see, things always get worse as things progress because the technology uh, changes. So uh, the things that they did in, uh, in turn in the Japanese or the Jews or black people in the projects, which was in internment camps on the same nature and designed by the same people, I might add. These things can be uh, amplified now with the advent of uh, some real serious technology with people working around the clock like DARPA, which I'm quite sure a lot of you have never heard of. But these are some of the most brilliant, if not the most creative people in science uh, that works for this agency. But the, the, the whole thing is to... Uh, maintain global control to maintain national control to maintain local control and that is done by the suppression and the uh, gathering of information human uh, also human intelligence gathering but these acts was committed against uh, black people airplanes were used the airplanes only used twice in the destruction of minorities. Once in Puerto Rico in uh, 1950 and in Tulsa in 1921, they actually had airplanes on standby. See, this proves to you that this was um, uh, a consorted effort that was already planned out, it was pre-planned uh, to destroy these people. And see, these people on Wall Street had a direct hand in the J.P. Morgan, uh, uh, Vanderbilt, all the financiers, all, all, all the merchant class, Jewish people, Jewish people. See, um, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I, 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 I feel I must speak on this. No, I'm gonna wait because I'm gonna get this my full attention. Uh, these acts were committed because of money. All the acts are committed. They do nothing unless it's profitable. And they do do some things out of spite, but in, in the long run, they make sure they can make a dollar off of it or they can suppress you from making a dollar where they can take over the industry or take over whatever is generating capital. See, uh, those type of acts committed against uh, a people uh, on that scale could not exist uh, uh, without the uh, blessings and done at the behest of the merchant class, which is which was. Uh, 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 coordinated by the political class along with the merchant class to uh, suppress and destroy black people's at that time ability to control the market because see like I told you before they do feasibility studies to see what will happen if an action is left to continue unchecked and this this thing they did and they came to the conclusion that they had to rapidly destroy this because in such a small amount of time, because money is global and it goes around the world like an octopus, it connects things, and the next thing you know, you have a lock on stuff. They couldn't afford, they couldn't do that because, see, to, to lose that 
would be to lose control of black people's hearts and minds and the ability to control them and suppress them. So they had to stop that immediately. And if it meant to murder some people or wiping out of a whole city, this is what they do. This is what they do. This is why I say we uh, here in, the, in the, the early part of the 21st century having all this fun, you know, walking around here like we uh, white and own something. Uh, uh, I, I like to call a new word that, I, I, that is not my word. So let's get this straight now. It's not my word. I'm borrowing it. Negro pens. They desire the same things as their oppressor. And for some reason, they feel they're on the same level, but they're not. So you give them some shiny objects and some stuffed toys and other trinkets like they did in Africa. And you got them. You know, this must stop. This must stop. The only way to even out, and I won't even say even out because, it, you know, it, it would just be trying to gain market share as we go. Because um, out of 100% finance in America, black people only control one half of 1% of all the wealth in this country. By my understanding from uh, uh, people uh, uh, that, that study this, it's only 13% capital up for grabs in America for minority people, uh, minorities, period, not just black minorities, non-white people. White people have the financial industry on lock. They have it tied up so that they're going to always remain, uh, uh, gain, I mean, remain in control of certain aspects of the economy at all times because this enables them to force their will on other people and to bend some people's will because they have the, the, the wherewithal and the financial resources to do this. Um, here we go. Two things. These acts have always been done for money and land. Money and land. In Tulsa, that was a, 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 a very wealthy upper crust class of black people. Wealthy. Some of the uh, scallions Scanions of uh, these wealthy people were left inheritance. And even back then, uh, white families would groom their sons to intermarry with black people to control, to gain control of resources, to gain control of land and money, and eventually uh, take control of everything and put the black people out. You know, this is, uh, this is an old trick. You know, these, these are old tricks, and we constantly fall for old tricks. But uh, it, here in the, in the early part of the 21st century, black men and women can't agree on anything. Black women feel that they don't even need a black man. They've been conditioned and trained since welfare, since the inception of welfare and taking food stamps and taking charity from white people. Then they want to turn around and flip the script and say that they don't need a man. You do need a man. This is why things are being done now, because there are no men. We must forgive and forget. The wounds and slings of the past between black men and black women, we must repair this and we must go on from here. We can't do anything about what's been done, but we can do something about what's to be done. We must have a moratorium of the hearts and minds of uh, black women and black men.
and we must ask forgiveness from, from each other and mean it. And we must go on from there because there's too much work to do and the work cannot be done. If we are divided, we are a house, we are a kingdom. We are a kingdom divided. And we need to delegate, regulate and demonstrate to ourselves and to the rest of the inhabitants of this earth that the original man and woman has made a resurgence, a renaissance, to, to, so to speak. That it is time for us to take our rightful places as leaders of this globe. Because under black rule, there were none of this. It was none of this. The environment was respected. The people were respected. And our resources was respected. And it was done with grace, honor, and intelligence. The things that Caucasian people lacked the most. See, I believe that uh, it, was a, it was a British lord that said this. That those that do, that believe money is everything, is subject to do anything for money. And that is true. That is true. See, when you take on the beliefs of your, uh, <laughs> of the colonizer, you actually become a peewee colonizer. You're a junior colonizer now. Because you're taking on the uh, ideologies of the person that's, that enslaved you. Which is extremely sad. But see, in the 21st century, the battlefield is the mind. It is the mind. Um, these acts committed against uh, wealthy black people for land and money had the blessings of then President uh, 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 Warren Harding and Calvin Coolidge. The first chairman of the Federal Reserve Board was from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Senator Robert Owens, he was the sponsor of the same act that that gave uh, the United States the Federal Reserve Board, and the Federal Reserve Board is not federal. It was a it's 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 a confederation of foreign entities that control the printing of money in the United States. They take the money from the United States every dollar printed. They charge the United States interest for it. It is a criminal enterprise and a cabal of some of the richest men and bankers in England with uh, three or four American families. I know the Rockefellers are part of it. Uh, most of the Jewish banking concerns on Wall Street, they are also part of it. But it is a very, very, very evil uh, and powerful consortium of financiers. They control things on a global level, but they control America lock, stock, and barrel. And anyone that goes up against them usually comes up dead. There are senators, presidents, uh, social people that have uh, uh, <laughs> incurred their wrath, and they're no longer with us, i.e., John Kennedy with uh, Executive Order 10001 that backed that took the power away from the Federal Reserve to print money when he came out with over a billion dollars worth of uh, millions of dollars, I don't know, millions of dollars in uh, silver certificates that was backed by silver. That was the direct, that was a death blow dealt to uh, the elitist, Illuminati actually. It was a death blow. <clears throat> what did they do? 
They turned around and dealt their own death blow. It was also a senator, two senators, I think one from Minnesota. He gave them some smoke and they crashed up his plane. Uh, 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 I want to say it's Co Coakley Car uh, Carmichael's, uh, Coakley's husband, the, the woman, the, the, the political person, Co Coakley Carmichael, Coakley Stewart. I'm going to think of her name, but her first name is Coakley. Moving right along. I'm actually going to stop assuming things to have my notes prepared correctly. Forgive me. My insolence. Well, uh, Mr. Senator Owens, he was paramount in the selling out of America. He was uh, controlled. He was bought and paid for by foreign entities, by uh, uh, American uh, 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 terrorists and subversives inside uh, the merchant class and the banking class that uh, hijacked the government of the United States with the blessings of uh those two presidents, and as I have pointed out before, the chairman of the Federal Reserves is the most powerful man in Western world, is one of the most powerful men in the Western world, clearly the most powerful man in America, because on his word hinges the whole economy. And he has the blessings of the rest of those pirates behind him with a vast uh, 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 amount of resources unexhaustible amount of resources where he can implement and do anything he wants to with minimal repercussions because they own everything. This man also, this same uh, act also became uh, the Committee on Banking and Housing and Urban Affairs. These men was trusted with the solutions of the Negro problem, i.e. projects, police, state, crappy schools, jails, every angle used to befuddle, defeat, and confuse Africans to this very day. These august men and women sit at the vanguard of the very life of African people. They control every aspect of our lives. It's a committee on uh, managing of Africans, uh, making sure they remain mentally dead, uh, uh, surveilled, deprived of anything that might facilitate consciousness. These are actually very powerful and dangerous people because they're unseen. And they dominate from the shadows. For anybody that's ever watched the X-Files. Uh, or knows anything about intelligence. It, it, uh, someone in intelligence told me it was mostly true. Most of it was mo mostly true. He didn't say which parts it was. But he said most of it was most. Some of it was mostly true. And you know you, you you know how you see that group of powerful men from all over the world, and they gather in secret, like Bilderbergers, which is really a, a, a representation of that. And you got one leader, who and these people control the fate of millions, actually billions of people on this globe, because they control all the resources. They they make kings and and politicians and presidents. They make them.
And I asked myself, I said, Jamil, if you were such a person, part of such a powerful group of individuals, would you be just? And I really can't answer that in all honesty because I have to look at it whole picture. That means I would be, have been bred, raised, and educated with these type of people. These would be my friends. These would be my associates. These would be my, my partners, life partners. Like, you know, not, not that, that way, but I mean, we would always be in, in uh, cahoots with each other because this is what we do. And I have to honestly sit here and say, I don't know. Maybe I would be a bastard too, because I guess it's part of the breed of being elite. You know, you don't think about people's feelings. You just think about the bottom line and control and power. So I like to think I would be benevolent, but who I may have, I may be I may have been a devil too. And the jury is still out on that, my friends. And I believe at this point that these people are so well entrenched, I believe that sometimes it's just things that you can't stop. But I tell you this, even the powerful hate the light. And and they they are much more feared and respected from the dark, from dark places. Light sometimes lets you know that your fears were baseless. Shit, who knows? Maybe they are too. Congress has 20 committees or crime families. These are the people that control what goes on in American life to the unenlightened or the goyim class, as the Jews call them, the eaters. Well, actually, I guess they could be considered another part of bloodlines because... Um, It's a small group of people with basically the same amount of training, education, social upbringing, upbringing and indoctrination in the ways of elitist, elitism, secret societies, and clubs uh, ran and managed by powerful white men and women now. Uh, right now, I'm going to take a small break. I'll return. It amazes me that after so much time has been spent here in this wilderness called North America, called America, called the greatest country on earth for some and a nightmare for others. that we still are waiting on this savior, this white man that's going to come and save black people. He's gonna come put in this magical four years and it's gonna take all the sting and pain away from 400 plus years 
of pain. That is utterly fascinating. That the majority of my people would even think like that. They look for benevolence, benefic, benevolent behavior from a colonizer. Um, feel as if they're unable or incapable of solving their own problems. This comes along with the psychological warfare that makes you feel you're incapable, you're not strong enough, you're not smart enough to handle your own affairs. Most of my people have fallen victim to not thinking to allow others to think for them as if thinking is difficult and it's not. It is a natural process. And it gets better as you do more of it. We say we want the children to be scholarly. Yet we have no scholarly pursuits. There are no books in most of the places that I've seen. Most of the homes and the people that I know, there are no books. There's no one reading. There's no one even remotely concerned with the education of the child. How can one have scholarly expectations for their children's expectations at all when you have none for yourself? I think it's impossible. But as I sit here and I look back across time, all the great African empires, Sunhei, Mali, the list goes on and on. People governing, people of science, people of uh, mathematics, finance, government at the highest levels, military. But my point is they conducted and ran their own affairs. None of that was delegated by Caucasian people. And my point is, it, it's in our DNA. We've never needed them. They need us. <laughs> we need them for nothing. They just gave us the illusion that we do. We don't. We don't need them for anything. Everything that this is meaningful on this planet, we've done it. They've done nothing. They are imposters. And for the better part, murderers. And let's get this straight. The Nation of Islam, the brother Khalid Muhammad, that infamous, that famous, ain't infamous, that famous speech he gave at that college that got all the lackeys 
Negro lackeys up in the uproar. And they turned on the brother. And they threw him to the jewels. And they threw him under the bus. And I suspect that they even made the brother sick and killed him. Because he was a firebrand. I mean, he was fearless. Just as a black man should be. He was everything a black man should be in America. But... <clears throat> Louis Farrakhan didn't support the brother. I want to be very vocal about this, but I'm going to be mindful of who this man is. And I'm just going to express I'm going to express my uh, disappointment in his uh, in the decisions he made pertaining to the brother and the things that the brother said that he talked to brother. And I just didn't think <clears throat> his actions lined up with his <clears throat> doctrine at that time. No, I'm not super sophisticated when it comes to politics. I understand it as I live it. I'm not a true student of politics, but what I am a student of is loyalty and truth that, you know, how I was raised and where I came from, you never turn on your friends. You, If, if y'all guys and y'all in the same stuff, you ride with him through thick and thin. Ain't no, it's no right and wrong when it comes to that. You know, we are the same, same thing. So I'm support you no matter who the fall. As Pac said, they all must fall when my homies call. Khalid Muhammad called his homies. They bailed on him. And that leads me to understand Negroes like that slave Jesse Jackson and and you know I I can only I can only speak on the things that you do, not the things that I feel you should do or what I think you did, but the things that you actually done. That's that's already in the books, and it's in the books that y'all left that brother out to dry. All y'all Kume Fumu, uh, NAACP uh, uh, lackey. All y'all y'all left brother out there. So I'm saying this to say, Black America, that these. Coons that's in the spot these these coons that's in the spotlight, the ones that's supposed to be so-called black, they're not no black leaders, because if they were some black leaders, you would be uh they would have shown you some things to get yourself together. They would have be coming with some financial programs or some some literacy programs or something uplifting to uplift us all the way across the nation. That's what leaders do. Leaders don't sit in mansions and have television shows and personal jets while they substitute uh while they people starve and die at the hands of the same persons that's feeding them they, they uh, money. They are overseers, tricksters, engineered and created to control. See, because believe this, there's not enough of them to control us. First, let's get that out there. You know, I, I work out with this brother, it's a police officer. He told me out of his own mouth, it's 12,000 plus 
police officers in Chicago. It's 2.3 million people in Chicago. When those riots happened, it was nothing they can do if they wasn't going to shoot to kill. It was nothing they can do. It's not enough for them. Uh, uh, law and order or uh, uh, so-called order is um, not order at all. It is how a people uh, want to behave or act at a, at a given time. They go, okay, well, we, we won't do this. But when they get it in their minds to do it, there's nothing they can do about it. There's nothing the power structure can do about it. There's nothing they can do about it. So don't never think this stuff have to be like this because it don't. We can change this with an eye blink. We can, t we can just wake up in the morning and just destroy the whole system and build it back over. But we have to have a replacement. But at no time think we tied into this. The Constitution even states from time to time. It may be necessary to dismantle all this stuff and start over again from time to time when people are not being just in their uh, duties to serve the people from time to time. Read the Constitution. I read the Constitution. Read it. This is the thing that governs this nation. You, 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 you will be remiss if you didn't read it. And another thing, black people, we must become students of the law. In your municipality, your state, and your country. This is how the game is ran. They got the playbook, and we don't know the plays. They tell you to go long, he really means short. Because you don't know the playbook. You don't know how to read the defense. You don't know how to read the offense. We have to put away childish things. We have to elevate ourselves to the thinking of 21st century world. 21st century America. Where information is key. Global information. Not just no national stuff. We have to stop thinking on the lower, on the lower, come stop thinking like children. We have to think on a global level. Because now with the advent of uh, technology, the, the world is just a, 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 a round village now. We all connected. I could talk to anybody. I could talk to somebody in Caracas and Venezuela. I could talk to somebody in Moscow. I could talk to somebody in France. I could talk to somebody anywhere on the globe with just my little cell phone. So we must be more diligent. We have to be more sophisticated in our approach in the 21st century. If we are to remain and to surpass uh, the current levels that we are at now. And I'm telling you, we can do it. We can do it. There's nothing wrong with these children. There's nothing wrong with you. You're just untrained. You don't have the proper information. It's a thing they say in Chicago. And um, I'm not going to. It's a thing they say. Poor preparation prevents poor performance. And those of you who know, you know. But it's the truth. Our honorable man was trying to tell us then that no matter what your pursuits, you must be properly prepared to deal with them if you are to ascend to your true level of greatness. You must prepare. You must prepare your mind. I love my people like I love myself. Love is not enough. That must be sacrificed. We must cleanse. We must take control. 
We must not be afraid of our children. We must not be afraid of the police. We must not be afraid of the government. But most of all, we must not be afraid of ourselves. I love to use this expression. As I read, I look back across time and I look at my beautiful black people and I say, oh, beloved, through the plains of East Africa, West Africa, two million years ago, through the sands of Egypt, over 6,000, 6,500 years of rule. Greatness. Still great. We must unite as a people. There could be no other way. Caucasian people, white people, colonizers, you must wrench your mind of all that they have given you because it is not true. It is information spoiled, used to control you and to keep you childlike, keep you dependent, keep your mind in a box. You must think, black people, you must think outside these boxes that they gave, given us to thinking, you must throw those boxes away. You must be a free thinker. You must not accept anything from them. We need to stop taking their food stamps, taking their checks. It's enough of us where if we came together with the right plan, we would not be hungry. We would be able to feed and sustain each other. But we have to be uh, have the right information, the right knowledge, and we must not be afraid. We was we grew food and cultivated food on this planet when long before anybody else did. So how how can we people that are stewards of the earth? How can we be afraid that we won't eat if we don't get anything from them? It's not true. See this? Is what I'm telling you, they they plant these seeds. You got to dig that seeds up. They spoiling. The soil of your mind. You are so much greater than what you know. Start off small. Embrace something that you didn't know today. Find out something you didn't know yesterday, today. Something small. That may be insignificant to somebody else, but the capital of a city, the anything, a math problem, a word, somebody's name. And that'll prove to you that you have the ability to think and to explore and to dream. Stop allowing white people to dictate who and what you are. It is lies used to control you. They sit back and they throw a bone out there and everybody chewing on it. Then they sit back. Okay, that'll work for a little while. No, when you think throw them bones out there, just leave that stuff out there. You don't have to even embrace that because it's, it's not the truth. And I'm telling you, anything they give you is no good for you. The food is no good. The information is no good. The air is no good. The water is no good. We have to get good for ourselves. It's the thing we used to stay in the streets in Milwaukee. We have to get fresh. We got to get fresh all over again. We got to get fresh. It is a beautiful feeling when you go to bed and know that through diligent effort, the next day is going to be better than the last one.
When you detox your mind of bad thinking, you detox your mind of drugs, you detox your mind of cigarettes, you detox your mind of sex, you detox your mind of all the things that hold you back. The embracing of the basics is what life is built on. This is a house is a building is not built. You just don't sit a building on the on the ground. You have, it has to be set on the foundation. Else it'll settle wrong, it'll wop, it'll crook, it even fall down. So too, our lives must be built on a foundation. You must lay the foundation and never let nobody tell you it's too late. If you draw on breath, you can be whatever you want to be. If you dedicate yourself to that, you can be whatever you want to be. I've seen a 70-year-old weightlifter. She looks excellent. I know people 60 and 70 years old that's been graduated, got their master's, doctors, lawyers, later stages in life. So there is no excuse not to, to uh, achieve your dreams. And this on the eve of those that would do us harm coming into power and openly, openly doing things to us now, not covertly, overtly saying and doing things to people of color. This is a whole new level. They feel extremely confident, and that's because they think that we are incapable of stopping them. They think that we are incapable of putting up resistance. And I'm telling you, they're wrong. This is not what they want. Because, see, in combat, in war, most war is deception. So they're trying to deceive us in the first place. But, <clears throat> but I will tell you this. If you pull it, if, if you actually pull it, with, you actually start something like that, God help us all. Because there's going to only be one group of people standing, and I promise there ain't going to be no Caucasian. Y'all, you know, y'all not even built. Y'all not even built for that. Y'all not built to go up against us like that. You're not. And you know you're not. You know you're not. You know, the only advantage you may have is the technology, but it, even that... And isometric warfare, that uh, things that you use for your strength in an urban environment become your weaknesses. See, so some of them have studied your tactics and your motives and find them to be lacking. So I think to, to, to have a war of words would be better than having a war of steel. But it's your call because, see, we have to be here anyway. So, you know, we're adaptable. So whatever y'all want to do, that's what we'll do. But I, it's not what we want to do because it's not intelligent. You know, uh, most of you white people, you uneducated. You have behind your skin. Most of y'all ignorant as hell and being used as a, 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 a hammer, kana in, Jap in Japanese, by the elite white people, the white people with the money. They amp y'all up and send y'all off just like some send-offs. Y'all might as well be some gang members. But don't get it twisted. It, it ain't, it's not sweet. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Because that's beneath me. But it, it, it can clearly, you know, go down if that's what y'all want. But we ain't on that. We're not on that. That's, that's far too small of thinking for a race of people that's striving to get back to their glory.
So black America, we are faced with a myriad of problems and none that we can't solve. So I say, first of all, you know, the relationship between the black men and black women has to be healed. It has to be. But we first have to get the Caucasians out the midst of our unions. We have to get Caucasians out our mind. We have to get Caucasians out our relationships. We got to get them out our houses. We got to get them out our financial business. We have to get these uh, colonizers up out of us. If we're to be a unit and be strong like we have always been with each other. Because there ain't nothing beautiful than a sister. You know, we love y'all. Confusion has been set. Lies have been told. We had interlopers in our business. We have all made some mistakes on both sides, but let's rectify them and let's get back to, to the greatness. Because ain't no white woman ever equal to no black woman. I don't care what kind of uh, butt she got, how she get uh, tanned and turned orange like a orange boy. It's no substitute. It's no substitute. Sisters come in too many different varieties. That's the, that's that's that good fruit. They only come in one uh, flavor, stank. <laughs> but no, they only come in one variety. What's the pleasure in that? We got to get back to where we lost. Well, we got to go back to the point where we allowed them in. And we have to start from there on up to the 21st century. We have to work through a lot of garbage. But it can be done. But we have to start doing this to respecting each other. The women have to respect the men. The men have to respect. And it's not going to be easy because there's been a lot of things done. There's been a lot of things said. It's been a whole lot of uh, uh, things done by the brothers. But I think if the kids and the women want to forgive us, we can go on from there. Because I tell my youngest son all the time, you know, yeah, I made some mistakes with you, but I'm here now. So if, if, if we want to work on that and go forward, that's what I'm on. Because, you know, we can't change what we've done. We can change what we do from this point forward, though. You know, and people say, make it's no making up. Those are the things, that's the history. That's the history of a thing. There's no making up. These things were done. But to acknowledge them, to learn from them, and not repeat them. That's the beautiful part of being alive. And it's nothing more, it's nothing more important for a black man than a black woman and black kids. Nothing. No money. No nothing. There's nothing more important than that. And I'm telling you, all you young brothers, man, don't miss it. This is where they have been killing us at. No cohesion as a unit, as a family. They have, the, they have been uh, uh, facilitators of the destruction of the black family. This is how you weaken the people. This is how you conquer them. It takes one spark to, to turn this around, to see the logic in being together. As, a being, as opposed to being alone. Uh, instead of having all these different people in your life. Different women. Different men. No, one good man. One good woman. 
and show these kids some stability and show them that this is how it's supposed to be done. And I promise you, in, in, in less than a lifetime, you know, things will turn around tremendously. See, they have to know we see them. You know, it's like you, uh, <laughs> that, that like a deer in the headlights, you know, when the shadow had the deer that stopped like you don't see. That's how white people is. Once you become conscious, they try to slip. Look, look, this hold on. They, yeah, we see you now. We see you now. But going forward, it, it, it has to be, it has to be, um, The man and the woman. And we have to rein things back in. And this is not going to happen in five years, ten years. But we need a starting point so that it can't be under in five or ten years. We can see some progress. And see, it don't, it don't cost no money. See, this is the beautiful thing about it. See, it make you think, every, this don't cost no money. This take coming over and sitting down over a cup of coffee, some tea, or whatever your libation or your beverage is, and get an understanding. And simply get an understanding. And like I said, it's not going to be easy. But anything worth having is not easy. But the payoffs is tremendous and they're beautiful. Same thing with the black family. With the reunification, as Bob Marley said, with the reunification of the black man and the black woman. See, this what they this what they don't tell you, sister. See, we knew from the beginning that power must be shared with the woman. It has to be. That's how we've done it for eons. Where we come from in Africa, that's how we do it. But see, they got you over here and got us over here, and they put that mess in the game like the man. No, power shared. No, I'm not cutting my woman out of nothing. If we build something, it's we gonna build it together. I don't want to be the head of just something where shit. No. No, if that's my if that's my people, that's my people. This our stuff. Like dude say on Friday, this our bike. I'm just keeping it over there. No, we're gonna keep it together. See, we share power. You know. That's what must be done. Those are some of the things that have to change. The exclusion. Of black women from the process with the black man it's 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 not something we can do and be successful with each other as a unit power must be all-inclusive you the king she's the region she the king too she's a king too she a queen but she a king too because she a region if something happens to you she ascend to the throne you have to see this is another thing we have to teach our people you know, how to survive if in the event that something should happen to us, to the man. You train the woman up. You train the kids up in whatever endeavor it is that y'all get money in and that y'all eating with. You know, you don't just have all the keys to yourself. What if what, what if something happened and now she left? In the, she, no, that's, that's not a unit. A unit is, look, you know, I'm a counter or I'm doing this. Look, this, come on, you come on with me. I'm going to show you this, how, this, what, this, this, how you do that. So in the event, you know, you got the insurance and all that. Yeah, that's cool. But now she need to go on from there. She need to be able to eat. She need to have the option if she want to do this for some money. Or she got the knowledge to bring somebody else in. See, it's knowledge. Information. Information gives you choices. This is what we need. In black America, we need choices. But we need the proper information. We need the proper preparation that will help us prevent poor performance.
We need to depopulate these prisons. And we need to create our own schools and teach our own curriculum. We need to teach about black people, not just getting off no boat with no chain on your neck. That's terrible. That's terrible. That's so disrespectful. And I'm just so surprised as black parents, we keep sitting here letting this mess happen. Like we just fell off some slave ships and went with no. We was in civilized civilization before they was civilized. That needs to be said. They need to be put in their place. Intellectually, spiritually, and socially. This is the truth. And it needs to be uh it needs to be told. So these black kids are having a perspective that when they look at a white man, you don't have to look down at no floor, you look through him. Because you taught him he came from you. He wouldn't even be speaking correctly and walking upright if it wasn't for the Moors, brothers, black people who was benevolent and try to help them. But the truth will set you free. It will allow you to know that they're not even your equals. And see, you know, I didn't start this podcast for it to be on racial lines. But you know what? Everything is on racial lines in America. But the thing that needs, that must change is the exchange of real information among African people. This is where we catch up at. It has nothing to do with money. You have to have, you have to have the right information if you have money. Because money will escape you too if you don't have a plan. You don't have the right knowledge to deal with, the, with your wealth. Or the building of wealth. See, the building of wealth is information. It has nothing to do with how much money you have. It's, it's your discipline. It's your knowledge. It's your ability to recognize that money is an entity too. Money has life. It's financial life in, in money. But you have to have be astute and have the proper financial literacy. Information, my friend. Information. If we share information among each other, it would be paramount to... Uh, Walking on water. And since I've made that phrase, let me tell you, black people, be extremely careful about religion. Because it has been the ultimate trick of the colonizer to maintain control, to as a thing to have you afraid, to have you sitting back, waiting, suffering, talking about these things. You suffer now. You let people mistreat you, lead you, rob you, kill you. And then, you know, when you die, you know, that's not true. You don't have to take that. That's not true at all. So, so be cognizant that religion in itself is not a bad thing. It just depends on where it comes from. Because wars have been fought and won on the doctrines of religion for the sole purpose of exploitation and control of a people. So on the eve of this election, 
<laughs> I don't care which one of them colonizers get in there. If you don't prepare to prepare, you prepare to fail. Your faith is in your own hands. Seek the proper knowledge and information. Have faith, respect each other, and accept each other as people. Work together. Put aside your differences. We can't all be the same. It would be no fun if we was all the same. The trick is learning to work together for a common goal, even though we're different. These are the things that we've been denied so long. But these are within the realm of possibilities. These are the things that we can do that don't cost any money. It's to come, just meet up on the street corner and start talking. Formulate a plan. Enact the plan. See, it's never about the money. It's about the cooperation. It's about the information. But you got to want to do it. You have to get tired of being somebody's fool. Because listen to this. The wise man resides in the house of the fool. The wise man resides in the house of the fool. And I'm not going to tell you what that means until the next podcast. But think about that. The wise man reside, resides in the house of the fool. You know, like I said, I don't care if my audience is one or 100. I appreciate you listening. And I hope I told you something that could make you a better African. May the God smile on you and all those that you love. May the blessings of the ancestors protect you and guide you. May you have the strength to be a leader or an instrument to help your people. May you have the courage to speak up when Africans go on astray. Love the kids. Teach. Because whether we like it or not, they're the future. So we owe it to ourselves and to them to give them as much knowledge as we can. Even when it seems like they don't want to be bothered. It's just how they are. But don't stop loving them because they need that. But love yourself too. Love you some you. Knowledge is power. Power is knowledge. Knowledge and power is everything. So until next time, stay black. Love some black. We're going to have some silence reflection for these last 60 seconds. Peace.